Hey y'all, I'm Taylor DeHaze. I'm obsessed with all things business and fitness. I left my career as a TV reporter, followed my dreams, and created a seven-figure online coaching business in just two years. Now I'm sharing my proven strategies with you. Oh, and we'll keep it real, discussing mindset, money, and hardship to help you build the life of your dreams. Grab a cup of coffee and get cozy. Welcome to the Taylor DeHaze podcast. I'm so glad you're here. What's up, fam? All right, so today we are diving into what my most successful clients have in common, okay? And let me preface this, right? So when I am defining success today, I am talking about all of my clients that are making at least 20K months in consistent recurring revenue and beyond that, okay? Some of these clients are headed to half a million dollar year. Some of them are on the verge of like, you know, hitting a seven figure year in the next, I would say, I don't know, year or so. So I'm kind of taking my VIP clients and my very high achievers in six figure fitness coach. And I am talking about all of the commonalities, right? Because I'm going to be real with y'all as always, right? That, that makes it sound like sometimes I'm not, but you guys know I keep it real. Sometimes maybe too real. I don't know. You guys can let me know, but <laughs> I digress. You know, oftentimes when you find me, it might be random. It could be fate. I love that for us, but it also might be because you have already invested in another coach and you found me. And so you're already thinking like, maybe this coach didn't work out for you. You didn't have a great experience. And you're wondering, was it you? Was it the coach who really knows? Some of you guys in my DMs, I've talked to you as well, you know, where you're you're truly thinking like, I don't think coaching is for me because I didn't do well in this program that I invested money in. And so the reason I'm sharing this with you is because it's going to be beneficial for every single level of your business. And whether you are just starting, you guys know I try to make these applicable applicable. That word was challenging for me today. I'm recording this on a Sunday. So normally, normally I'm chilling, but today I was feeling inspired to record, but either way, either way, I want you to know what it takes to be really freaking successful in your online business. And I'm going to tell you exactly what my clients have locked down. All right. So the way that I coach is through my signature ASM method, okay? That stands for authority, systems and strategy and mindset, all right? And if you can master that formula, which I will be diving into a little bit, then you will become a successful coach, okay? A successful multi-six-figure, seven-figure coach online, all right? So I'm gonna start with authority and give you some key components. You guys all know, what I mean when I say authority, if you're looking on, you know, how do I build authority? I have a podcast episode on that. Scroll back a little bit, check it out. But there are, you know, a few key components to what my clients are totally nailing down, right? So the first thing is they have a warm and engaged audience, okay? So clients are responding or future clients, right? Potential clients, leads, whatever you want to say, they are responding, they are voting, they are responding saying, oh my God, your your, your content really resonates with me. And I'll talk about how to build that engaged audience once we get to the next section, but that is solidified, okay? Now, I don't really work with many clients who are influencers per se, I do have several of them. I just want you to remember that the more followers you have does not equate to more money. I know that doesn't always sit well with some of you guys, but I am like walking 
breathing, living proof of that. So anyway, they have a warm and engaged audience and I'll talk more about how to get that. That's going to be a content strategy. Now, leadership, they have so much leadership. Okay. So when I say leadership, I mean, from the time they were a solopreneur to the time that they built a team, they were able to act as a leader. Okay. Whether that is a leader in the space. Okay. Because it's so easy, you know, let's say you're a macro coach. It is so easy to default to the, you know, rule or reels that are talking about, you know, like how silly low carb diets are and things like that. And don't get me wrong. I know that there is a certain level of people that do need to hear that over and over again. Right. But generally speaking, your content is falling flat. And with that being said, you are not being an innovative leader in the space. Okay. Another way leadership shows up is just the way that you lead yourself. Okay. So oftentimes we think that we are, you know, good CEOs, right? But we're not so great at working in our business. And so maybe we don't feel like being in the DMs today. Maybe we don't feel like recording that podcast today. Maybe we don't feel like really pushing during the last week of launch. Whatever it is, a leader says, I don't care. It has to get done, right? Same thing when we are hiring people, okay? When we are hiring a team, right? When we bring in a team, oftentimes we may say, I'll give you an example that I hear all like truly quite, quite often. So in the, you know, hiring hierarchy, if you will, the first person to hire is going to be a VA, okay? If you are a little further along, it could be an OBM, but somebody that's going to, you know, handle the day-to-day tasks and act as a manager type of role for the backend systems of your business, right? The second person to hire is likely going to be a social media manager, AKA a DM strategist. Okay. This doesn't necessarily mean somebody who's doing your content strategy, I've never hired anybody for content strategy. I don't think you need to. I think sometimes it is a huge waste of money. More on that, honestly, later, if you have questions, you can obviously, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh shit, I just hired somebody. Is that not a good move? Was that a good move for my business? Listen, I'm just giving you my perspective, my point of view, what I have seen in the industry. And I think a DM person is definitely needed next. I recommend, like, please, please be making at least 10K months before you hire a DM person. It is extremely rare that there are any exceptions. And why do I say that? Because you need to be an expert. You need to have a solid foundation on the strategy before you bring somebody in to do it. I say that, especially with the DM person, because... What happens is you're going to bring in somebody for sales, okay? And you may not have a warm audience. You don't track anything like your leads, your KPIs. You don't really have a strategy. And so this person is walking in to your DMs and you're expecting them to fix everything. And 30 days, 60 days, 90 days goes by and you're thinking that that was a waste of money when in reality the foundation was never built, right? So my clients that are having the most success, including myself with having a sales team are the clients that have, again, that warm, engaged audience. They have leadership potential. They are able to ask for what they want. 
And with that being said, that DM person is walking into a well-oiled machine and they are just helping out and really pushing momentum forward, right? Another area of leadership that I see sometimes fall into place is I've had clients before where they've told me they've had two or three or four different VAs before and they've had to fire them and this and that. And so, you know, I will say, you know, not every hire is going to be perfect, okay? But if you've replaced the same position multiple times, I would say there could be an issue there. There could be something to look into. And it could be either lack of judgment, lack of character judgment, or just poor hiring skills. And that typically means that you don't know what you're looking for, right? So I totally get it. I remember when I hired my VA and, you know, I was making about six figures at the time. I never hired anybody. And my very first interview ever ended up being the person that I hired. However, I did go through multiple interviews with other VAs slash OBMs because I wanted to hear what everyone else was offering and how, because I, 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 the more I learned, the more that I could listen to everyone's specialties and expertise, the more that I could say, okay, that is not what I need. That is what I need. Because my coach at the time was not extremely involved. She wasn't really involved at all with the actual hiring process. And some coaches are and some are not, and that's totally okay. But, you know, I'm very hands-on with the hiring process of my clients if they ask for that and request it because I do know that talent is so hard to find. So with that being said, I recommend if you're getting to that level where you are trying to hire either your first hire or your 20th hire, right? Making sure that you and your team have a system, have an interview process, know exactly what you need and know exactly what you do not need and do not be afraid to ask for it, right? This is one of the biggest sticking points I see for my clients that are honestly struggling versus the ones that are killing it. And that is that leadership potential, right? Again, starting from personal leadership and leadership in their teams. If you are trying to build a seven or eight figure business, you have to learn how to lead. So take that with a grain of salt and leadership is something you're going to continue to get better at because guys, I am not perfect at all, right? I hire, you know, I hire people. We all have different point of views. We all have different personality styles, different you know, working styles, all of that, right? So it's just being able to manage a team, keep them hyped up and keep them happy, right? Within reason, of course, I'm not saying just give them whatever they want, but right, like, it's like when they say happy wife, happy life, it's like your team is so much more important than anything else in your business truly as you scale too, because I know people like to say clients are the most important thing and while I do think that clients are extremely important, right? Like we wouldn't have a business without people investing in us. However, if your team who is running the back end, you know, operating the sales, marketing, all of that, if your team is not happy, your business cannot serve your clients, right? So team needs to be happy, motivated on the same page, making sure that you are constantly asking your team what their future looks like with you, what continuing education might look like for them, all of that, like you are investing in your team, right? Okay, cool. So enough on leadership. And the last part of authority is going to be content that converts. Okay. Content that converts these clients know how to say something and people jump, right? There's three components to this. Number one, they have a clear strategy, 
Okay. If you need a podcast episode on my exact Instagram content strategy, I have one, (laughs) please listen to it. Okay. But they have a clear strategy and they're constantly changing that and updating it. Okay. I don't mean pivoting. I mean, they're constantly refining, updating, right? Pushing because the coach you are today is a very different coach two years from now. And that's great. It's amazing that you're continuing to change and evolve. Okay. The second thing they're doing is they are pushing the algorithm. What I mean by that is they are challenging it. Okay. So, you know, none of my clients are just saying F reels. Okay. I'm recording this in 2022 reels are the thing right now. And if you're like me and kind of hate them, okay. (laughs) It doesn't matter because reels are what converts. So when I say pushing the algorithm, I mean, you are really doing what is best for it. So they are, you know, not only creating posts for engagement, but they are also, you know, helping nurture and warm their current audience. Okay. So again, we can talk about strategy for content all day, but the third and final component is they are polarizing. And this is really the missing link to so many people's content strategy. What I mean by polarizing is stop playing it so safe with your content. There's probably at least two posts a week where when I press post, I kind of panic a little bit. Okay. I mean, I know that sounds so silly, but I want you to get nervous. Okay. I want you to post something that is so spicy that people say, Oh, did she mean to post that? Yes. Yes, we did. Okay. Because This is how you're going to continue to grow and define yourself and separate yourself from everyone else. And that is why these clients are making multi six and on the way to seven figures. I know content is something that we could talk about literally forever in a day. I mean, I could break this down into, you know, Facebook groups, Instagram reels alone, all of that. But ultimately when somebody comes to your page, let's say they don't click anything. Let's say they are just looking at, you know, the first nine posts, right? Make sure there are words on the post that make it very clear to click. No longer are just photos really worth our time. Now, I will say every so often I post a photo of me because like, fuck it, I want to. Okay, but, you know, when I'm talking about selling and bringing in leads and engagement and, you know, getting pushed into explore feeds, that's how we do it. Right. We find reels with trending sounds. We we talk about polarizing things, right? So it's, you know, again, I know this, this is very basic, but I can't say this enough. The further you grow in your business, the more you grow in your business, the more critical it is to repel and attract. Okay. You cannot make everyone happy. The longer you try to please everyone, the less likely you are to ever stand out. That means less sales. That means less growth, right? All of those things. Okay. So that's the authority component. The next part is systems and strategy. They've got a rock solid foundation. Okay. Some of this is going to sound real basic, but I don't push ads. Okay, guys, I don't, none of my clients are running ads. I don't push it. No one needs to run ads right now. We don't talk about ads until we hit half a million, seven figures, and those conversations will come up then. But that is one way that I have stood out so many times to people is, you know, I've had potential clients come to me saying they're spending thousands of dollars on ads every month and they're barely making thousands of dollars. It doesn't make sense to me, right? 
So when I say rock solid foundation, because ads help what you already have going on. Now, guys, you will see me run ads. Okay. I'm not saying that I'm never going to run ads because that, that is going to take my business to the next level, but I've built, you know, a six figure monthly recurring revenue with, without ads. And I think that's pretty impressive because if you talk to a majority, if not all of those business coaches out there, they're going to push ads at some level in your business. And that is why their profit margins are lower than mine. Okay. So there's a reason my profit margins are in the high eighties. Most business coaches don't have an 86% profit margin. So like, again, you can run those ads, but like, I don't know about y'all. I want more money in my bank account, more money in my business, more money and savings so I can reinvest and also do cool shit like build a house, right? Okay, so rock solid foundation. With that being said, we have so much freaking consistency, okay? No matter what is going on in our life, we still show up, okay? Bad days cannot mean bad days for our business. Now, this is the difference between working at a nine to five and working for yourself. Okay. Now I am not telling you that if some catastrophic event happens, you cannot take a day off. Okay. I, and I'm not going to continue to, you know, I guess like play devil's advocate with everything I'm saying. I think you guys can connect dots and make educational assumptions about what I'm saying, but you know, boyfriend breaks up with you. I don't care. Get on your stories. <laughs> I know that sounds really harsh, okay? Um, but like, you know what I'm saying? If something happens, I need you to show up, okay? It could be typing, it could be posting, it could be whatever, but nine to five, you could have a really shitty day, show up, not really do anything differently and no one's gonna notice, but your business, you are in charge of the show. That's first thing, consistency. Number two, we have a proven method with what we're selling, okay? We've got a solid high ticket offer. Second thing, we are in our DMs all the damn time, okay? We are in there. We are in the DMs, not for 15 minutes a day, but like for at least an hour, at least an hour, okay? Especially if you're flying solo, guys, I recommend two hours a day. And I know that may sound crazy, but like, it's honestly not. Think about how much time you spend texting or scrolling on Instagram, cut that time in half, put it in the DMs and you will make more money and thank me later, okay? Third thing, we've already talked about content being amazing, but their systems are flawless, right? Everything is automated. Everything looks really good. The client journey is beautiful. Clients are happy, right? All of those things are in place. Next thing is they have a simple funnel. When I say simple funnel, I mean one freaking offer. One offer, one, one offer. I don't know how many times I can say this. One offer, okay? You only need one offer to scale your business to multi six figures. So please, please stop adding the memberships and the apps and the challenges like just stop i say stop because you're confusing your buyers and the people that i'm talking to are likely making under 10k months and what's happening is you're getting frustrated that people are not buying from you oh no one's paying me 500 a month for coaching oh, maybe if i created a nine dollar membership okay maybe maybe right and let's say you get 20 people to sign up for that membership Congrats on your $197, okay? That's that's trash. And how are those $9 leads going to turn into a $500 a month sale? They will not, right? So therefore that funnel does not make sense. It's not a funnel, okay? So when my clients start to hit multi six figures, that is when I say, hey, 
let's start to make passive income and start to build a course. Typically, that's the route they go, right? Now, not everyone does this, but that's usually how you scale a business because who wants to have only one-on-one clients forever and ever, amen, right? There's two different routes. Sometimes clients do both. One route is slowly offboarding their private clients and hiring assistant coaches and building up their rosters and then simultaneously building a high ticket course to push them in the level that they want to take their business, right? So then once we build a high ticket offer, that is a whole nother level, okay? So a course is going to be, you know, anywhere from two to 10K, depending on the length, duration, what's included, all of that. But you could see how if 10 people buy a 10K course, hello, right? Like that's an easy six figures, right? I'm not saying it's going to be easy for you to sell a 10K package in full. I'm just saying you can see how how quickly you can take a 30K a month business to a six-figure month business. And it just has to do with everything we've talked about, right? The authority, the systems and strategy, right? All of that. So again, the funnel is simple though. You only need one or two offers to scale your business to seven figures. And oftentimes we keep getting this shiny object syndrome where we want to chase something else because we are avoiding what we need to work on, okay? So if you are thinking to yourself, damn, my course is only $300 or, or I don't know, whatever, and you're not selling many, it's likely because your funnel doesn't make sense. It's likely because your selling tactics are not hitting, right? So, you know, feel free to DM me. I'm happy to talk to you about what's going on and see if I can give you some some guidance or troubleshoot. You guys know I'm, I'm pretty access, accessible to y'all, but we keep it simple here. We keep it super simple here. The next thing is an outbound sales funnel, okay? So, What I mean by that is we have a clear DM strategy, okay? My clients that are most successful, okay, making the most money have one person helping them in their DMs and then they are doing stuff as well. I don't recommend complete DFY done for you services for DMs. And I say that because when you hop in and add a little voice memo or a little note here and there, it just keeps it very you. And it also helps move the conversation along faster, right? So if I let my DM team, you know, find the leads and take them all the way to application or close, it would take a lot longer. Why? Because even if they know my voice, and they know my emojis and they know my brand and they know how I sell, at some point, they are not a business coach. They are not me, right? And so if we start talking business and going back and forth, right, they are more likely to keep things very surface level where I can hop in, send a voice memo, troubleshoot, give that person some coaching. They're going to say, damn, Taylor was really helping me. And yes, it was me because you can hear me. And that's going to build rapport and trust so much faster. So again, don't make the mistake of hiring somebody and just never getting in your DMs again because somebody is already in them. Because keep in mind, why did you hire a DM person? Maybe to give yourself a little time back, right? In my opinion, or in my case rather, I hire DM people because number one, I hate sourcing (laughs) and I wanted to outsource the sourcing component, right? So that did require me doing some training for my DM team and coaching them on where to look for sources and all of that. But in terms of nurturing, I am still in, you know, very frequently because that is how we turn it faster. Because if a DM person is in my DM, say two hours a day and that's it. Well, if I'm in there two hours a day and they're in there two hours a day, that's four hours a day of coverage, right? 
And then if we have two people in the DMs plus me, that's like six to eight hours of coverage. And again, if somebody is constantly getting nurtured, that turns it faster, right? So again, this is why I keep telling you guys, I know you're pissed about like getting in the DMs and oh, it feels so awkward. Oh, it's so salesy. Here's the deal, guys. That is how that is how it works. That is really how it works. Now, there are so many ways for it to feel not gross. I mean, I truly feel like I become borderline friends with people before they invest in my coaching programs, right? Because don't, yes, of course I want to make money. Of course I want to sell, but I don't want anyone in my programs that I don't feel like I'm super excited to work with, right? I want to make sure they're coachable. I want to make sure I've pre-qualified them, okay? So you should feel the same way because these are the people that are going to be giving you testimonials and are going to be getting excellent results and are going to love you and you're going to love them, right? No one wants to work with somebody who doesn't really like to work with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think any of us want that. So Again, just keep in mind that outbound sales funnel is so important. Now, other parts of that that are helpful that my clients are kicking ass at, they've got something else that they are pushing, some other form of marketing, typically a podcast, okay? Podcasts do so freaking well. I cannot tell you how important it is to really create a podcast. Unless you are just totally opposed, create a podcast because Let's say somebody is having an issue with the DM strategy. I'll just stay on there because we're talking about it, right? And I say, okay, hold on a second. I've got, I've got a podcast on that. I'll send them the podcast. They'll listen to the podcast. They'll say, damn, I really resonated. Damn, that was so helpful. And then they'll think, imagine if I invested in Taylor. She gives me so much information for free. What if I paid her, right? And that's what I want people thinking because it's true. It is so true. So again, Outbound sales funnel. Now you may have a Facebook group or something like that. And if you're, you know, at the very, very beginning stages of your business, I would encourage you to do a podcast even more. It's going to help you with marketing. It's going to help you with your speaking. It's going to help you with just really explaining and solidifying your strategies. So go for it. Last thing on systems and strategies is going to be KPIs. Okay. Key performance indicators. My clients that are kicking ass, if they ever say, Hey Taylor, something's not working. I'm going to say, let me see your KPIs. Let, you know, for example, Hey Taylor, I feel like I'm not closing any sales lately. Okay. Well, let me see your KPIs. How many sales calls have you had in the last 30 days? How many of those people were, were pre-qualified, right? How many of those people were, were cold leads? How many of them were hot leads? What were their objections, right? So then I can troubleshoot, is it the pre-qualification? Is it the objection handling? Did they actually close more than they thought? Because once you start making more money, you start to think that things are fires when they're not because you get used to selling so often. So, you know, you're going to hear no. Nobody has a 100% close rate, not myself, not anybody, but I like my clients to have at least, at least a 50% close rate, okay? You can have a 50% close rate as you continue to scale. And, you know, let's say you have 30 sales calls in a month, right? If you can close 15, that's amazing. Obviously, I want you to close more, but... As you scale and talk to more people, there's going to be more objections, right? All of those things come up. So again, leads for KPIs are so important too. All of my clients have an example and a template for my KPIs, specifically starting in Fitness Coach Academy. But, you know, I want to see how many, how many leads you're bringing in. And I think it's so important for you to make sure that you're tracking who's cold, who's warm, who's hot, who has what objections. Um, if somebody says no on a sales call, why did they say no? And then you can keep up with that. So again, KPIs are so important because 
it's really easy in the beginning of your business to be very biased and just think, oh, nothing's working. When actually things are working, you just can't see them, okay? Now let's go into mindset because mindset is so important as well. I know I don't talk about mindset all the time. I don't really classify myself as a mindset coach per se. However, it is it is a huge chunk of your business. And trust me, guys, if, I, if my mindset was really wonky and screwy, then I would not have a successful business. So there's two things that I want to really touch on mindset. The first thing is boundaries. Boundaries with yourself and boundaries with your clients. So boundaries with clients. I want to make sure that my clients have at least two days off away from clients, whether that is a true weekend, whether that is a Friday, Saturday, whatever fits your schedule, but we are taking time off. And during the week, we are not responding to clients at nine o'clock at night. We are not responding to clients at 6 a.m. in the morning, right? Like I want to make sure that you have solid boundaries. Same thing with DMs. I have a very hard boundary that none of my clients can coach in the, or will get coaching in the DMs. Okay. Sometimes they get excited and send me wins. I love that. They're like, Hey, I didn't want, I didn't want, you know, to wait until tomorrow for you to see this, but FYI, I got five new clients, whatever. Right. Love that. That's totally great. But there are no questions in the DMs. Okay. That is a boundary for me. Also going along with boundaries, the ability to understand that like when a client, when somebody says no, okay. It doesn't totally wreck your whole day. If a payment fails, you don't go into a catastrophic spiral. If five clients drop in one month, you don't think everything's going to blow up. Because let me tell you guys, the ebbs and the flows feel a lot heavier when you're making less than six figures than they do when you're making more. If my income dropped by $1,000 next month, I would not flinch at all. Okay? Now, If you're only making 5K and your income drops 1K, that's going to feel like a dent. Totally get that. But we are in the business of sales. And just remember that when one client says yes, that they're not locked in for life, right? So client retention is, you know, extremely important. And that's for another another topic on another day. But I want to make sure that part of that mindset is just making sure that we are taking care of ourselves and minimizing spirals. Part of having a great mindset as well is understanding just like how you operate, right? Like I am somebody that tends to be a little more anxious and, you know, I don't take any medication for that. I just know that I am a type A perfectionist type of person. And for me, I definitely have to make sure that I am taking adequate time off and scheduling vacations and all of those things because I honestly could work seven days a week if I wanted to, because I love projects. I always could find something. It's not me trying to like, you know, fill a void. I truly like love writing content and I love doing all these things. And I love just thinking of ways to make my products better. And so, you know, I really love this. With that being said, though, I know that I cannot work 24-7 because that would not be healthy for me, right? So part of the boundaries I have are making sure that I get, you know, a certain amount of steps in per day. I go for at least one or two walks per day, right? I've got my training schedule, all of that. So, you know, make sure that you have, you're taking care of your health. And I know if you're listening to this, you're like a health and wellness coach, but we are the ones that tend to neglect ourselves the like, you know, first sometimes, right? So keep up with yourself, Okay. And the last thing is having an abundant mindset, okay? So this is kind of a two-part. The first thing is they have truly removed the victim mentality and they take responsibility. If something is not going right, they are not going to blame 
outside circumstances, they're going to say, hey, I fucked up, right? Or they're going to say, hey, I'm struggling. You know, this isn't working. Here's what I can tell you. How can we solve this, right? And there's like this great communication between both of us. I didn't mention that earlier, and I think it goes without saying, but the communication between my clients and I, my most successful clients, you know, it's not just about celebrating wins because that that is great. I love celebrating wins, but I need to make sure that you are communicating with me when shit sucks, when shit is hard, because that's where I can coach you. That is where the coaching comes into play. Same thing with your clients. It's so easy when you can say, yep, add 10 cards, add, you know, two grams of fat, whatever. But when somebody's like, oh, fuck, I did this, I did that, this happened, shit, 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 getting them back on track or, you know, if a prep client isn't losing weight, like, you know, I mean, just helping them succeed, break through plateaus. That is where the coaching skill set comes into play. So anyway, the communication goes with that. The other part of abundance is making decisions as if you are already on that next level. So if you're making six figures, I challenge you to act like the seven figure version of yourself. What would the seven figure version of yourself do? Would the seven figure version of you neglect the DMs? Would the seven figure version of you act out of scarcity, right? Like whatever it is. And if you're not at six, then that's what I would encourage you to say. What would the six figure version of you do, right? So anyway, I hope you guys, you know, this list was not totally exhaustive. I could have gone on forever and ever and ever, but you know, my clients that are kicking ass, they've got this ASM method locked and loaded. And more importantly, And just to put it honestly, simply, they execute, right? And none of these clients are working three hours a day, right? They are working significantly more than that, but they are also taking more vacations and resting and recovering, right? But when you're building a business and you are trying to live the life that so many people will never live, I want you to remember that it does involve going the extra mile or 10 even when you don't feel like it. And that is the key between these clients and possibly what you are doing is we are expecting success and not earning success, right? And these clients earn it. So I hope that was helpful for you guys. If you have questions, as always, you know where to find me. And until next time, bye. I want to give you a virtual high five for finishing another episode of the Taylor DeHaze podcast. Love the episode? Share it and tag me on Instagram. Have a question? My DMs are always open. Until next time, bye y'all.